0: Hello friends, you're listening to Head Table Talk, a podcast all about the ins, outs, and in-betweens of the wedding industry. I'm Allie. And I'm Meredith. Now, join us at the Head Table. Allie! Meredith. Hello, my friend. What is up? Nothing. We're supposed to get a blizzard.
1: (sighs) Okay, can I vent about this first off? Yeah. Go ahead. I lived in Minnesota for two years, right? Winters up there, freaking suck. Like I always had to park on the street and like every other week there was a freaking blizzard and the snowplow would like snowplow my car in with snow and I didn't have a shovel. The one I did have was broken. So it was just miserable. And I was in Des Moines, never got snow. Never. The whole time I lived in Minnesota, there was like maybe one snowstorm every year and now I'm freaking moved to Iowa and every other week here now it's snows, and Minnesota's not getting anything. Minnesota's not getting snow. Not as much
0: this year. Oh, uh, I feel like, I mean, I've lived in Iowa my whole life and I would disagree with you that Iowa always gets snow. Minnesota I mean, they, gets more. Yeah. It's just like
1: the last two, the like two years that I lived in Minnesota, like I would always complain to Josh about how much snow we were getting and like he never got snow where he was and it's just and we only have a one car garage and our driveway is super small so we Mm -hmm. can't park my car in the driveway so it's been frustrating but luckily one of Josh's co-workers has a parking spot in a covered garage downtown that she's not using oh no she's been letting us like use her little tag so we park it like in the garage while it snows and then once the streets are plowed, We moved my car back, but
0: it's nice. Cause we work from home mm-hmm. and he, is he still working from home?
1: Um, he can, he goes into the office every once in a while. No one really works in the office with him. Um, so he's back in the office for the most part, but yeah, but still it's just like a pain. Cause I'm like, if I want to go get groceries, I have to wait till Josh gets home. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not, it, it's, there are many worse problems that could be had in the world, but I'm ready for warm weather. Me
0: too. Although I do love my mornings when I sip my coffee by the fireplace
1: now and it's all cozy. Your new fireplace.
0: I know. I do love it. There is something
1: to be said about like, it's like nighttime and there's like snow coming down and you're warm inside, like watching a movie, eating popcorn. Mm -hmm.
0: It definitely makes it easier for me to not socialize um
1: during a pandemic
0: (laughs) and everything Um, I'm not like sad that I'm missing out on patios Mm -hmm. or rooftop bars are like my favorite
1: yeah yeah that is true but I'm just I just don't like winter for the sole fact like I just hate like putting a heavy coat on every time i leave i
0: love winter
1: fashion more than summer fashion i like fall and spring where like you can go outside in like a baggy sweatshirt but like the act of like having to like wear a bulky coat all the time and then like you get hot and you're like do i want to leave this in the car that is true that's true that's fair but
0: anyway you said you wanted to vent about something else wedding
1: things apparently this whole podcast is just gonna be me going off (laughs) I'm here for it no so I've just been we kind of talked about this last week I've just been in the thick of wedding planning and this whole process has really made me more appreciative for the weddings that I photograph right um because you know before like I love weddings um just as a photographer, but now like going through it, I realize how much work actually goes into a wedding Mm -hmm. and how much stuff, like even as a photographer, you don't see that goes into it. And I'm just, I'm ready for it to be here. Like I want all this to be done. That's the thing. I feel like with our
0: wedding, I could do everything that I could do ahead of time but there's a lot of stuff that you can't really do until yeah. you know people are coming like who's coming right. and, yeah and how many people and once you get to that point you're just like I'm ready for it to be here yeah. that's why I mean we how long we had like a seven month engagement for the first maybe eight month engagement I don't know time right now um for our first wedding because I was like I don't want a long engagement because I'm such a person that's like, when I'm ready for it to be here, I want it to be here, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, so then having to wait all the way, like over a year right. for our second, I was, it was
1: driving me crazy. And like, there's plenty of stuff that I could be doing. Like I could be making signs and stuff, but it's just like, I just, I want to be married and weddings are expensive People know that, and I'm ready to spend money on things that aren't the wedding. Like I want a new couch, but we're like, gotta save up for the wedding. Like I, we want to do some renovations to the house. Like we want to take a wall down downstairs, Mm -hmm. but we're like, gotta wait till after the
0: wedding. I know, I know, and I feel like that was our life for so long. Was anything went to the wedding, right? And. I promise you the feeling after, like, obviously don't wish it away. Right. It's yeah. the best day ever, but the feeling after it's done is like, you can breathe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited and I feel bad. Cause like a lot of my bridesmaids and stuff are like, well, how can we help? I'm like, there's really nothing. nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely have a new found respect for every wedding that I photograph and how much work goes into them.
0: So much work. And you're somebody that's doing a lot of it yourself some people do like hire people to do all the stuff that you're doing and there are things that looking back at my wedding because I did a lot of it myself too that it's almost like I wish I would have spent just a little bit of money Mm -hmm. to
1: delegate a little bit more um and like I think having the reception because the whole day is at Josh's family's parents so that adds another level of stress because we have to do everything for the venue too. So like, right. we just figured out parking, which is good. Um, It'll be like half a mile down the road. Luckily, one of their neighbors has like a big field that they use for camping for like 4th of July and stuff. Nice. So we got that all figured out. But yeah. um, We
0: need to talk about you going through my wedding stuff and seeing what you want.
1: Yes, I will totally buy it. From you. <laughs> yes, I need to Ugh. sell
0: it anyway. I need to we're like cleaning out our house hardcore right now. And I'm getting rid of so much stuff. So, but we have like a room
1: downstairs yeah. that's just filled. Um, if you can see this
0: door yes. back yes. here, that yes.
1: room is our wedding room right now. Cause it just has all of the, all of our wedding stuff in it. Also, we completely kind of, <laughs> so last week I said that it was six months until our wedding. Turns out I did the math wrong. It's only five months. <laughs> yeah (laughs) until and so like i stayed up until 3 a.m having like a panic attack about like the theme and the vibe so completely changed it it's now like candlelit desert kind of vibe i'm going for i I love it so if anybody has any baby cactuses that they want to donate to the wedding cause we're going to use those for centerpieces please let me know
0: (laughs) yeah and my (laughs) candles yeah which is
1: also helpful because the whole and we can literally do a whole episode on this i want to i want to um find like an expert on it and have them on. But I'm also trying to do like a more sustainable wedding because so much of your wedding, like you do just end up like throwing away. Like Right, that's greenery. why you're trying to sell them. Yeah. Right, yeah. So like centerpieces that are like just eucalyptus and greenery, like what are you going to do with that after? So if we're doing cactuses, you know, we can have those around the house after the right. wedding.
0: Or so. you could give them away as favors at yeah. the end of the
1: night, like all so, of that. Let's take a quick break hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be back (laughs) Sponsor.
0: head table talk is sponsored by mc brow and lash studio a des moines based studio mc brow and lash provides services like keratin lash lift and tint brow design lash extensions and more and if you're like me and you're low maintenance and want to roll out of bed and look like a normal human i highly recommend morgan is incredible
1: We've both gone to Morgan for her services and we're both obsessed. I've done the lash extensions as well as the keratin lash lift and I've basically sold my soul to eyelash extensions. So yes. 10 out of 10 would recommend.
0: Yes, yeah, so if you are interested in getting your brows or lashes, just mention Head Table Talk when booking to receive $10 off your first appointment and you can find MC Brow and Lash Studio on Instagram at MC Brow Lash Studio. On today's podcast, we have the owner of a bakery specializing in wedding cakes, birthday cakes, and more. She's an award winner for these cakes. Um, She dropped some off this morning, some cookies and goodies, and I can tell why she's award-winning. They're incredible. I've also worked with her on a few weddings, and her cakes are not only Beautiful, but they taste incredible. She's featured in numerous wedding magazines, blogs, both local, national, and international. Please welcome to the head table, Whitney Layton.
2: Hello. Hi, ladies. Thank hi, you so hi. much for having me. You're welcome.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, like Ali said, she dropped off some goodies this morning, and holy cow, I just started like this workout program so now I'm gonna have to go extra hard this (laughs) afternoon because I could not help myself it was so good I always like my problem with desserts and cakes is when it's dry and crumbly but yours was not like holy cow
2: it was so much
1: oh so good. Okay, so Allie gave that beautiful introduction. So, kind of tell us in your own words what you do, what your business looks like, kind of where you started, and how you got to where you are today.
2: Well, thank you, Allie. First of all, that was so sweet of you. Like, of seriously, so sweet. <laughs> um, so I started my business. Um, my grandmother actually passed away, and uh, it was my great grandma Maxine, and I was kind of like making cakes on the side as like a hobby. Um, I really got into it because quite honestly, we were young parents. We didn't have a lot of money, couldn't afford to you know go to the grocery store even to get mm-hmm. our kids cakes. So I was like, what am I gonna do? So I started making cakes. You know I started making cakes in my kitchen for my for my sins at the time. and it was just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. but then again, it started as a hobby. And when she passed away, um, my aunt and my cousins were her caretaker. And so they gave her, they she had like a little blackbird pie bird, And they gave that to me that night that um, of her funeral, I think it was. And so like, it was just kind of that godsend moment for me that it was like, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what she wants you to do. And I really feel like she's been with me this whole time. I feel like every day she's with me, you know, when I'm in the kitchen baking, I can, you know, feel her love and support. And it's just, you know, it's something that I've really um, enjoyed doing and it's just, you know, my passion.
1: So, (laughs) oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. I grew up baking with my grandma. And so I actually was talking with my boss. This was about a year and a half ago about just like nostalgic things. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted like KitchenAid stand mixer like my grandma had. (laughs) and my grandma loved bird of paradise plants. And so like for Aww. shits and giggles, we went and looked on the KitchenAid mixer site and their color of the year was bird of paradise.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Isn't that crazy? Like you said, that's like God said moment. So I had right. to get it like oh, on yeah. the spot. So now every time I use my KitchenAid stand mixer, like I think about baking with my grandma. So I feel I'd like totally... that's a,
0: a common thing to bake with your grandma. We used to grow up baking pies with my grandma. Um, I just think it's speaking in general with someone that you love is kind of an intimate thing and you talk the whole time, you know, you're, it's, there's not many activities that you can do that don't include the television or your phone or whatever anymore. Exactly. So I think it's a really, really great way to get to know someone, um, a little bit, better because you have to talk and work together and I think that's really
1: incredible I don't know about your grandma's but every time we bake something that was extra special she would be like or someone would be like oh this tastes so good and she'd always be like you know the special ingredient is just a little bit of love oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> classic grandma oh that's awesome my grandma was-, was
2: super ornery
1: really so she was
2: like oh yeah so she her thing was is that she always told like really dirty jokes <laughs> So, I and like when I was a kid, I didn't really, you know, I was like sheltered, so I didn't really understand some of her jokes, but like, you know, there's definitely things I I love. And I remember that she said to me when I was younger, and I think as an adult, I appreciate those things more, you know, because as a kid, you don't always know what's going on, but, you know, as you get older and I have kids of my own now, I think about those memories that I shared with her and with my aunts and my mom. I mean, cooking has always brought us together as a family. And so yeah, she just was, that's something that all of us cousins and family can agree. She was just very ornery. And like,
1: I love that. Do you have (laughs) have any like favorite jokes of her that she always used to say?
2: No, I wish I did. I really do.
1: (laughs) My grandpa used to say, we would always drive to Omaha to visit our cousins. And we'd always be like, how much longer? And he always used to say, well, like the monkey with his tail caught in the lawnmower, it won't be long now. Oh, and it never made sense to me as a kid. And oh then one gosh. day in college, I was like, that joke is terrible. The monkey died. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like grandparents <laughs> jokes are just like, yeah, like you said, they're so like ornery and like, they're just from a different time. Like they just hit oh, different yeah. jokes today. <laughs> How many kids do you have then?
2: So I have three kids. I have two boys and a girl.
1: You're busy then. Oh, Yeah. So when did you start doing cakes full-time then?
2: About six years ago, I started doing them full-time and I was working at Wells Fargo and it was like, I was having to fix my schedule and I was also nannying and it was just like, it was just too much. I I was working three jobs essentially, you know? And it was just like my, I started doing photo shoots and it was like out of nowhere, my business kind of just blew up. And so it was like, I was getting all these inquiries like every week, you know, coming in and I'm like, I can't be doing all three jobs. I have to figure out what's the most important here for me.
0: Do you generally do, so for weddings, do you take on more than one cake per day, like for a wedding date or could you do multiple, like Saturday, October 2nd was like Or no, October tenth was like the craziest day for weddings this year. Mm -hmm. Did you take on more than one cake that day, or do you try to like stay with one per wedding date? Does that make sense? So in
2: general, I really do three to four weddings per like Saturday. So every Saturday, I'm doing three to four weddings. Sometimes I'm doing a wedding also on a Friday and a Sunday. Um, I really try not to take on too many Friday or Sunday weddings, but this year is going to be a whole, a whole new ball game Mm -hmm. with that, um, because of all the rescheduled weddings from 2020. So yeah, I would say that on, you know, on the regular basis, I do take on around three weddings per weekend as my comfort zone.
0: That's Um, insane. I want you to know you are working rock star and your work is very little sleep,
1: (laughs) always flawless.
0: Like that's incredible
1: how long on average would you say each cake takes?
2: So it really depends on the design and the size of the cake. Um, I'm really bad at estimating that because sometimes I can do a three-tier cake and it only takes me, you know, an hour to decorate. And other times it can take me 15 to 18 hours to decorate. So it just really depends on, you know, if it's fondant, if it's buttercream, you know, how big it is, what the size of the tiers are. So, You know, everything that I do make, though, I don't freeze anything ahead. Mm. Um, Everything I make is made within the 48 hours of your wedding. So nothing's going to be dry. Nothing's going to be crumbly. Everything's going to be moist and fresh and, you know, just the best quality that it can be.
0: Are you a big fan of those like naked cakes or deconstructed cakes now? I feel like those are a big uh, trend right now and it probably cuts down on your time.
2: So I was actually one of the first bakeries in Iowa to do the Nearly Naked and Naked Cakes. Um, Actually, when I was doing them, you couldn't find anybody else. And I even tried searching for other bakers in Iowa that -hmm. were doing them. And it seemed like there was nowhere, nowhere or no one that was doing them. And that was about seven years ago that I was doing those Naked Cakes. And it's funny that you mentioned that because um, in my baker's group that I belong to, I belong to a lot of... um, you know, makers within the community and we're all really good friends. They call me the naked cake queen because I love it. Anybody that needs a naked cake, they send them my
1: way usually. So I'm glad they keep the word cake in there, not just naked queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: that might be a little weird. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I am planning a wedding and I know like nothing about cake sizing, anything like that. So what kind of, would you say like a nice blanket statement about like sizing for cake for like different sizing of guest lists?
2: Yeah so really when I meet with my clients I'll kind of start there is that you know I have them send me inspiration photos of cakes that they like or if they're totally up and you know open to design I ask them to send me like their color palette or their flowers and then we kind of go from there and decide, you know, what size of cake, um, what's more important to them? Do they want like a small cutting cake and then a huge dessert bar? Or do they want to spend their budget on a really big showpiece cake and then do sheet cakes? So it really depends on your budget and, um, you know, what's more important to you, whether it comes to, you know, are you a big cake person or are you maybe more of a cookies or cheesecakes person? So.
0: Are you making all of these out of your home or do you have a bakery somewhere?
2: So all of these are made from my home. I am an in-home bakery. Um, It's kind of funny because I had uh, Linda with lavender blue floral Mm -hmm. come over to my house one time. She actually broke her foot that day too on a delivery. She was helping me because I had six weddings that day. It was the most I'd ever taken on. And um, she broke her foot, but she came over and she's like, only have one oven. I thought you had like this huge production of ovens. Right. But I've only got one oven. I've got two fridges and two freezers.
1: so oh my goodness! Do you have to have like a special permit to bake from your home as like a commercial business?
2: So it really depends. Um, a lot of bakers follow underneath of the Iowa college Law. So it just depends from you know what you're wanting to do out of your kitchen and if you're wanting to sit like sell to retail stores so like a lot of bakeries will get their in-home like their licensing if they want to sell to like retail so if you don't have that license you can't sell like in a retail store
1: okay like coffee shops like
0: that right. kind of stuff so exactly with, with three kids and a husband do you have a lot of taste testers then <laughs> so my husband hates cake
2: oh and God. i don't like cake myself either <laughs> so my kids they enjoy it but you know we gotta be careful because of the cavities yeah so I actually take sweets over to a lot of my neighbors and mm. you know just get their opinions or I have photographer friends that yeah I'm like so we do you a little bartering neighbor... <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, you
0: no.
2: do you have pets in your home at all So I do, if you can see behind me, I know the, you know, viewers aren't going to be able to see this. I actually have two guinea pigs back here. Oh, amazing. So Gypsy and Marley are my girls. And And then I've got a dog. Um, He's a German short hair pointer and his name's Ruger, but um, he's not allowed in my kitchen. He knows that like if he even tries to cross the threshold, it's like get out of the kitchen. And was <laughs> <Okay. running.
0: laughs> that was going to be my, my question because I find it, diff- I have two cats so they can jump up on things whenever. And I yes. find that they sit at my feet when I cook or I bake all the whole time, just staring at me. And oh yeah, they want the scraps. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I, I struggle because I obviously don't want cats. Pet hair in my <laughs> baked goods. So is he out of the kitchen all of the time?
2: Yes. So there's um, we have we actually saw on TikTok. That's horrible to say. No, I love with, it. But,
0: I love TikTok. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we saw these retractable gates on Amazon. So if anybody needs a gate for your kids or your dogs, like these are the best thing that have ever been created but they're retractable gates and you can screw them into your doorway uh-huh. and then you can just pull them up and hook them in. And then, you know, when you're not using them, they just, you know, slip That's like, so swing nice. back.
1: Yeah, and they're nice. So, so nice. It's because... kind of like a pocket door without the pocket door.
2: Yes, exactly. So it's not in the way you don't have this big bulky thing or like, it's not, you know, like ruining the look of your room and your decor. Right. So it's just really nice because it keeps him there and he's really good at listening to that part so
0: (laughs) yeah I was just curious I feel like if I was an at-home baker I'd have to be petless but it's nice to know that you're able to make that work because that would be a sad life to be petless (laughs) oh
2: yeah and I honestly don't think I could do it with my anxiety you know having pets is what kind of keeps me calm and it's like you know some people go to the spa but I have my animals you know
0: I'm the same way like my cat Arlo is a registered um emotional support animal because I needed to do that for my last apartment Um, but honestly I should have done it just because anyway I feel like pets all pets are kind of emotional support animals
1: (laughs) yeah has a fascination with tears anytime anybody cries around him he always like sniffs your eyes and loves to like lick your tears away and so I was crying during the inauguration and he like came up to me and started (laughs) I was like these are good tears Marvin (laughs) Uh, oh I love it so you've been doing cakes for a while I love that what are some of like your favorite trends that you love seeing kind of coming about now? And what are some trends that like might've been around when you started that like, you're glad they're gone? Oh, that's
2: so something I think should never be brought back are fountain cakes. I get a few requests every year for those and they're not my thing. You know, as much as I'd love to work with every couple out there, I know that that's not my style. That's not what I want to represent, you know, as a designer. And so I'll give, you know, I'll pass them along to one of my friends Mm -hmm. that, you know, I know that can totally nail that look. That's just not my thing. Um, So that's probably a style that I prefer not to do. Uh, As far as styles that are definitely trending, we're seeing a lot more color going into cakes. Um, You know, gold flakes, gold um, leafing, textures textures are a really big thing right now it's a fun way to like incorporate for example your dress I just did a photo shoot um last week and I really loved how the dress looked it looked like it had petals like coming off of oh, it pretty and so I'm like I know what cake I want to do I've seen a cake you know that I wanted to recreate the same look but in my own design and so I did like little petals um all going down the cake so textures are really really big right now and it's a way to like individualize your cake and like bring in your personality you know I always tell my couples have fun make it about you and like design the cake around you guys don't worry about if it's you know you know the popular look of the year or whatnot do something that really represents you like if it's a rustic venue and you want it to look really rustic then I would highly recommend a make it a cake but a naked cake can also get in a modern space, depending mm-hmm. on the flowers and, you know, the display that you have it on. So, but textures are big. Like, I love textures right now. And there's a lot of uh, bakers that I follow that are just phenomenal. And I kind of watch what they're doing because basically, like, California, New York, New Zealand, Australia, those are very trend-setting places,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So especially for cakes. And so I really watch the des- what the designers there are doing so I can kind of replicate those things here.
1: I'm obsessed with like the new kind of trend of, it almost looks like 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 paint swatches all around it. Like the little, like, not like quite polka dots, but like very textured, like oh, yeah, so cool. Especially like, yeah, colorful cakes are definitely becoming more popular and I love it. That's like, if you're afraid of color, I feel like that's one area that you can really add the color to make your space yeah a little bit what do you think about geode cakes okay
2: so <laughs> I've done a couple geode cakes okay
1: I have a love-hate
2: relationship for them uh-huh. so I think if they're done in the right colors like blues or like oranges or certain colors they can look really good I've done one like white and champagne and gold which was beautiful I've also done one that was more in the pink tones and if you don't quite shape your geode out correctly. (laughs) It ends up looking like lady bits. Oh my gosh, I never thought about that. You have to be really, really careful. (laughs) And I remember doing this photo shoot with Missy Lafrance, and we're at Harper's Vineyard and I'm like, oh my God, one of my geode spots looks like that. So I'm like, Missy, please, love of God, do not, (laughs) do not photograph like photograph this side of this cake because People are just going to blow up my Instagram. It's like if Georgia
1: O'Keefe made a cake. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, I love it. When you're designing a cake, are you talking just to the couple like about like, are you going to add flowers on or do you reach out to like their florist vendors and stuff like that to kind of get a feel of like, are you going to have flowers around the day of to add to the cake? What does that kind of look like?
2: So- I personally love putting flowers on the cake. That's like that final touch when I'm done with the cake. And it's like, wow, this is, you know, beautiful. It's finally come together. I can see what the, you know, I can see what we were all seeing here, you know, and bringing all the looks in. And it really varies between florists. Like I'm really good friends Mm -hmm. with so many of the florists here in central Iowa. And, you know, I usually do keep in communication with some of them, but usually that's something I ask their brides to like show them pictures of. So they at least know how many flowers to give me on the day of and then they just leave them in a vase there for me to put on. Uh, That's usually how I like to do that just so I can put them on and you know usually when the florists come they're there early in the day where I'm more in the afternoon.
0: Right. So with having three to four weddings in a day is scheduling that out of like dropping off the cake um the a tricky situation like what if somebody wants it at the same time as somebody else does do you have people that help you out um it depends
2: Mm -hmm. I have had people that help me out like I have two assistants that are very part-time and come in and help me and one of my gals she has delivered a couple cakes for me before but usually I try to look at like who, you know, usually they're all right in central Iowa and a lot of them are going to be in the Norwalk area, uh, West Des Moines area. So those are usually only like 15, 20 minutes apart from each other. Yeah. So I really try to schedule it to like, so if I have to go to Reddicker barn and then I got to go to sunset and then I got to go back to decades or, you know, maybe I need to go to Adele for the day. The only time I really am careful about overbooking myself is if there is a wedding in like cedar rapids or iowa city i will usually only book one wedding per weekend or maybe two if it's like a small wedding i can deliver it in the morning and then go in to right. iowa city or cedar rapids
1: so how does that work as far as like drop-off goes are you just like praying that you don't hit a pothole or do you have like some <laughs> system set up to like super balance out all your cakes
2: so i've been doing this for a while and like I'm a very, very slow driver and I take curves like really slow and people will honk at me or like get (laughs) right up on my butt. And it's like, back off. I've got cakes on board. Like I just need one of those signs. Like I've talked about it for years.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've talked about it (laughs) for years. Instead of baby on board, it says cakes on board. Yes. Cakes on
2: board. I feel (laughs) Like like don't honk.
1: (laughs) I feel
0: like people would respect that if you did have that on your thing i feel like if i saw somebody with a cakes on board sign i'd be like oh she has to be really careful (laughs) i remember watching cake boss growing up and watching them try to deliver these insanely detailed crazy cakes that were like in separate pieces and put them all together and it the anxiety of that made me not want to watch the show. That's my
1: favorite part of yeah. the whole show is them trying to get the cakes <laughs> on the truck. Like, we built this wrong. We got to deconstruct it and put it back <laughs> together. Yeah, no. Oh my that, gosh, yeah.
0: That stresses me out. I like watching them bake it. And I like <laughs> it all together at the end. But the getting it there, I'm like, oh, you've just spent hours on this thing. <laughs>
2: oh, you know. yeah.
1: So are all of have you, you ladies
2: seen- nailed it? Sorry. Yes, oh, yes I
1: have. so good so funny I love that show Uh, Mm -hmm. what's the host of that is that Nicole Byer I can't think of her name right now she's
2: hilarious
0: yeah Yeah, I
1: think so I think it is
0: Nicole Byer
2: like I couldn't even do what they do on there there's no way like even if it's a professional baker you know like the time constraints they're Mm under I'm like I would fail miserably on that show
1: like (laughs) this might vary by couple and circumstance but are all of your cakes like 100% cake? Do you ever do like only the top Um, layer is the real cake to cut? How does that work? I don't do styrofoam cakes.
2: Um, I've tried it in the past. And the problem with that is that when you have a styrofoam cake, honestly, the cost of the styrofoam for the baker to get in is essentially the same as it would be for her to do real cake most of the times. So, you know, if we're talking about a small cake, there's no point in doing, yeah. you know, faux tiers. It's always best to just go with a real cake. Um, the only time that that kind of can change a little bit, and I'm talking a very little amount, is if you're going with a really big cake and doing the faux tiers on the bottom and then real tiers on the top, or vice versa. Um, but no, that's not something I really do. It's just not my favorite. Another thing that I do do, though, that's a little different and unique is I make cookie wedding cakes and I also make cheesecake wedding cakes or Ooh. brownie wedding cakes. So there's a lot of different options. I've even had a bride who did, she did all pies and for her Ugh. cake, she did a pie.
0: Oh, I, I wanted to do that. My husband does is not a pie fan, Yeah. so I wasn't, it, we should have done both because pies are just good. Are you a pie Uh, fan since you're not a cake fan? So I'm a cheesecake girl Mm. and I do like pie, but I'm like that
2: type of person that only likes pie certain times of the year and it's usually in fall.
0: Yeah, so with not being a cake fan, you probably have a ton of flavors. Is there one that you prefer over the others, even though you're not a cake fan? Like, is there your go-to? Yeah, so if I'm
2: going to eat cake some of the favorites that I make are carrot cake,
0: um,
2: hummingbird cake. What is and that? And
0: yeah, I like
2: that? a red velvet sometimes. Um, and then every once in a while, I get a craving for like a strawberry cake with just like cream cheese frosting. Mm,
0: yeah. What's hummingbird cake?
2: Hummingbird cake is like a spice cake. It's like mm. got um, pineapple, and it's got like coconut cream cheese frosting, and then it's got the cake itself is made with like cinnamon, vanilla and bananas and pineapple. It's just a really moist Southern cake. And then usually it's like topped with like pecan and it's so good. Oh it's making me hungry. Yeah.
1: That sounds incredible. So do you have your own like specific cake recipe that you use or do you, did you like find it somewhere or is it something that you've kind of created over the years?
2: So it's something that I created over the years. I did a lot of like testing out cakes. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, how dense is this cake? How fluffy is this cake? How moist or, you know, dry is this cake? And then I just kind of found a balance between what I really like to use. Um, A lot of the cakes that I make have different recipes. So there are some cakes that, you know, I've found in old cookbooks or I found online and then just kind of tweaked it to make it my own. But I offer like over 200 different flavors. Oh, wow of just cake so there's a lot of flavors that couples can choose from and it really just depends on which one they choose
1: wow 200 I would, different flavors. i'm
0: too indecisive for that i'd be like i want it all i'd have to go with <laughs> like cupcakes or something to have one of
1: each that's incredible oh um so can couples like come and do like a taste testing for different types of cakes do you do that yeah. So I
2: offer sampler boxes of cupcakes and cheesecakes. It's really hard for me to offer sampler boxes since I am in home bakery for anything else. Mm-hmm. So with like the cupcakes or cheesecakes, they're allowed to pick six different flavors and that's for their first box. And if they decide they want to try another box then there's like a, you know, it's like half off for the next box that they okay. want to try. Oh, that just sounds good by itself. Oof. I know. And I feel like the grooms have the most fun with it.
0: Yeah. Oh Yeah. Food in general is a love language. I feel like it should be an added love language into (laughs) the book because it truly, I mean, that saying is like, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, whatever. (laughs) I, I feel like that is to anyone. That's the way to my heart is good cooking or good baking. It's such a personalized gift to give to somebody because if you made it, you took the time to pick out the right flavors to taking the time to bake it. It it does take a while and decorating it. And I don't know, I feel like every time I see your work, it's always so beautiful and so detailed. And you. you, you can tell you truly care about what you're doing. And that, I don't know, it shows. And I feel like your couples probably oh. appreciate it and they feel like it's personal. You know what I mean? Make me cry. <laughs> no, don't cry. Don't cry. I'm a crier. <laughs> no, no, that's good. I just think Thank it's you. a really like honorable job to be in. Probably goes a little bit thankless, not thankless, but like it's not something that you think about all the time um when it comes to weddings. So I think it's, but it's a huge part of it. So, oh, yeah. I'm glad we were able to talk to you.
1: So, I have a question. As a photographer, usually if there isn't a wedding planner, we're the one who kind of helps coordinate the cake cutting. Is there a right way to cut a cake?
2: I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes and no. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, I always tell my couples to cut from the bottom
0: mm-hmm.
2: because that's your most stable point of your cake and cut small like don't cut a giant piece like cut keep it small you know um the thing is is that when you cut into the top you have more of a chance of that cake than leaning and like photos and things like that so for me I always like it when they cut
1: from the bottom so that way
2: you know if the photographer still needs a couple shots the cake isn't leaning when they're cutting it you know
1: yeah have you ever had Anything like that happen, like where you get a cake to a venue and then it falls or anything?
2: I've not had one fall. Okay. Um, I would say knock on wood the, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> um, the thing that gives me the most
1: anxiety
2: about um, wedding cakes is actually like the summertime heat.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was gonna ask about that.
2: Yeah, because like since we're in Iowa,
1: it's hot and humid here
2: in the mm-hmm. summer and like since all my cakes are made from scratch and they're made with real butter, they're not made with, you know, shortening. Um, I don't cut them to, you know, make, like, I don't cut them to preserve them. Right. You know, for like Mm -hmm. the strong and like heat. I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say here. No, no, I understand. (laughs) But like, um, the heat being so hot and humid here in Iowa, it's just like with the ingredients that I use, they're more sustainable to melting you know in the heat so like especially outdoor weddings like right that's where I have to really talk to my clients you know through that and deliver at a later time because they melt fast you know with butter you know buttercream cakes they will melt fast but if I were to use shortening that's gonna drastically change the flavor and texture of you know my wedding cakes and I don't want that for my client I want my wedding client to still have a great tasting product. So, you know, in situations like that, I'll deliver really like, I mean, there's been times where um, I'm setting up a wedding cake and putting flowers on as the bride is walking down the aisle and I can see her walking down the aisle. Yeah. Those are like those really frantic moments where it's like, get the cake (laughs) together. So the photographer still has time to take pictures and the couple still has an opportunity to, you know, to see the cake and it's still there
0: because we can't control, you know, the heat here exactly there's only so much you can control especially with venues do you ever talk to venue like people who own the venue about you know can we store this in a room until this moment and then do they ever move it out then
2: there are times that I've talked to the venues um like Rollins is really great Mm -hmm. um I've you know been able to store my cakes in their fridge uh, right barn they have a huge walk-in cooler nice um there's so many different venues, you know, here in Iowa that I work so closely with the venues because I feel like it's either the photographer mm-hmm. or the venue that's recommending me to this client. Okay. So like I have those connections and relationships with them. And so right. I always communicate about, Hey, you know, it's a July wedding. It's an August wedding. You know, what time is the ceremony? What time is the reception? Okay. This is when the cake needs to be there. And this is mm-hmm. when it needs to go out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know as a photographer, like in the summertime, I always try to get pictures like right as the cake comes out. Cause I know that's what it's going to be. Like you said, the most
0: scene yes.
1: and in the shape that like you had in your mind when you were building the cake.
2: And thank you so much for that. <laughs> like, I cannot tell you how much it means as a cake person, like as a baker, when the photographers are taking the pictures right then and there, once it's set up, because it's a critical moment, you
0: it know? Is. I try to make it in, like, my detail shots. If we're in the location where the, the reception will be and the cake is there, like, when I take her dress, when I take her bouquet to take shots, then I'm like, okay, I need just even five minutes to walk around the venue, get the detail shots of the centerpieces, the flowers, the cake, because it is an important, a very important part of their wedding. Like, they you put so much time and effort in it into it and they put time and effort and money into I don't know creating it together that I can't imagine if I had such a beautiful cake and then it wasn't documented
1: yeah yeah that would be really hard so over the course of your career are there any cakes that you designed that like really stick in your mind like damn that one was cool I loved it
2: <laughs> so there's a couple um One of my favorites was this, like, light blue cake that I did, and I um, worked so hard. I was asked by um, a wedding planner, um, and Becky asked me, you know, can you do this? And I was like, Becky, girl, I don't think I can do this (laughs) cake. Like, I'm not ready. Like, I don't know even where to learn how to do that, you know? (laughs) And so I gave it a go. I tried it. I really, like, used, like, my art background from high school and, like, thought, how could I do this, you know? And so then I kind of did a little bit of researching, but there was really not anything online. And so it had like these paper, um, these little pieces of edible paper that were on it. Um, And then I used a certain technique to like crinkle them. And- I know what cake you're talking about. Then we put like rose gold on it. It was Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And then another cake that I did that was very similar to that one It was like clear, it had like clear waves on it, Mm -hmm. like almost like clear tissue all over it. It was so
1: pretty. Are you mainly like self-taught or do you do like a lot of research? Like are there classes you can take to like learn different techniques? How does that work?
2: So there are definitely classes out there available, but I feel like there's more pride in me learning myself and Mm -hmm. like teaching myself how to do it. So I'm all self-taught.
0: There's a lot online too for like, I mean, even me, I was trying to learn how to do, what is the icing that hardens? Meringue. Royal icing. Yeah. Royal icing uh, for Christmas, which is kind of tricky. Like you have to have oh, a yeah. the right consistency and stuff. And there's a lot that you can read online, but until you do it yourself, it's such a hands-on thing that takes time and practice. I feel like online classes can't can only teach you so much yes a hundred percent
2: I agree with that because for me I'm a hands-on learner yeah. so I can watch something online and it's not going to be the same like I do a lot of research you know and I'll look at things and then I think about how can I do it myself mm-hmm. and then I teach myself
1: what are some of your favorite like mediums to work with like do you prefer buttercream over fondant that kind of stuff
2: no I mean I love it all really yeah so it's just all you know every thing that's out there that's available it's everything is so different and makes a different look you know so I like working with everything
1: cakes are so cool I know
0: it it really is art like Mm -hmm. it truly is like almost like sculptures in a way um just with a very similar with a different medium um And you, did you only do art in high school then, or? Yes. Yeah. Yep.
2: So I was an advanced art, um, I was actually the vice president of our art club, and then I was the president the
0: following year, so. I went to college for graphic design, and I took a, like, sculpture and pottery class, and that is not as easy as it looks. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, that's difficult, but. I think it's so important to learn how to work with your hands like that um, in order to create, in order to bake and to decorate. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Um, is there a specific, like, I don't know, decorating product that you, for somebody that's just getting started that you would recommend, like, purchase? Is it, like, piping bags and tips or?
2: So it really, you know, I would say your tools, your yeah. tools really, really make a difference when you're just starting out. Um, you know, I started out with, I didn't even have a turntable when I started up, you know, decorating cakes for my kids and family. Um, I didn't have spatulas or anything. I was using a butter knife, like, right. <laughs> That's how ghetto this was. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I was not very good at any of this stuff. Like, you know, like this was all stuff that was like, you know, we used what we had. Right. And so, you know, that's kind of what you do when you don't have a lot of money, you know, you just use what you can. But honestly, if you want to make, you know, a cake and you want to do it really well, it's the tools, like get a good turntable, get good, you know, spatulas, um, scrapers are really, really important.
0: a brand that you really like?
2: No, there's not any particular brands that like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely sold on this brand. Um, I was trying to think Evil Cakes Genius. I really like their stencils.
0: Oh, good. But time.
2: I use a lot of tools that are made by Wilton.
0: Yeah. So that's what I have for like my tips and things like that. Um, well, thank you so much for all this advice. Yes. I feel like I'm like ready to go make a cake.
1: One <laughs> last question before we wrap up with toast. Do you ever make a cake and then the couple puts a cake topper on and you feel like it's awful? Uh yes. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of cake toppers yeah. do you hate? Let's start there. Uh, the big bulky ones. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Some vintage ones are super cute, but yeah. like, it's the big bulky ones for me. That's like, gosh, that's so tacky.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, so my grandma and grandpa had a cedar chest in their bedroom. And when they passed away, we opened it up and uh, my grandma's wedding dress was in there, but they kept their cake toppers from their wedding. And they were like these cute, like little vintage, like, bride and groom and they were so cute are you gonna use it at your wedding no I don't know where they ended up I don't Um. know if we're even doing a cake I want to do a creme brulee (laughs) break the creme brulee yeah Yeah. that's
0: delicious I know
1: yes okay so at the end of every episode we do a toast to something in the last week that has really helped us out Allie's shaking her head do you want to go first yes I am Toasting to the song Driver's License. No, no, no. Yes,
0: that? <laughs> no, it's mine. I am almost 29 years old in a very healthy relationship with a husband that loves me so much. But this song wrecks me. I'm like singing oh. it dramatically around him. Like, how dare you? Like, I look at him Stop like it. it's him in the <laughs> song. And I'm like, ugh. Like, it reminds me of being in high school and that song that just hits
1: you. Uh, I literally called up my girlfriend last night and I was like, Josh just doesn't understand how, like, our emotions were in high school. I miss how everything felt like it was the end of the world. Like, that song just brings it out in you. Especially, like, if she didn't say that she just
0: got her driver's license, yeah. it would be able to – I'd be able to – Feel for her a little bit more, but I want to be like, Girl, you're just 16. Like, you're gonna
1: find somebody. Else. But, like, <laughs> who didn't drive past their ex boyfriend's house in oh, high school? And, like, when she's right. like, I picture that I'm <laughs> driving home to you, like, everybody did that. I'm seriously, oh. like, next to Joe as he does the
0: dishes, singing it and, like, crying fake crying. And he just stares at
1: me like,
0: what are you doing?
1: We picked <laughs> up some Mexican food last night and I played that song for him and I was like singing it and he was like, are you okay? I oh, don't know.
0: I've been listening to it on repeat. There the is car.
1: there is this TikTok of this girl who was like, she brought her dog out on a drive and she's like, when you go out for that cry drive and it's playing that song and then her dog starts like, Ooh, like <laughs> oh, <and they're- laughs>
0: It's so good. Uh, it's so
1: good. Okay. Well, I'm gonna bring it down here now since you took okay. what I was gonna do. But I'm gonna toast <laughs> to all the people who are administering COVID tests. Oh.
0: Yeah. Not just and
1: vaccines. Can we say And that? vaccines. Um I do a bunch of weddings still right now, and I always get tested before and after to be safe. Um and I feel like, you know, they got a lot of thanks and stuff at the beginning of the pandemic, but They still are working their butts off. So I'm going to toast to them. Um, I always thank them after I'm done. And one of the ladies said, you know, like we people used to say thank you a lot more when this first started. So I'm going to toast to them. Yeah. yeah. That would be a hard job. Mm -hmm. They play
0: music at least. Yeah. That's true. The drive up ones. Yeah. They're always jamming out.
1: I will say, though, I recently did one through Walgreens and I got my test results back within like two hours. It was awesome. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Whitney, would you like to toast to anything? Um,
2: I would like to toast to my husband
1: because
2: he just really gets me through, like, it's been a really rough year Mm -hmm. and he's really helped me out, you know, emotionally been there supported, you know, supporting me because it's been, you know, 2020 was rough, you know, for so many of us and including our couples. And. We had to postpone our vow renewal. Um, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary oh, and we were going to do a big vow renewal out in you know California and visit all his family. And so we postponed that to this year and I'm hoping still goes through. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he's just been my rock through this all and really helped me. And, you know, he drives me through this crazy weather and he's going to help me today with a delivery, so.
0: <laughs> I know, I just looked outside and it just started snowing. Mm-hmm. it's coming
1: I'm not ready for it
2: I'm not either <laughs>
1: well thank you all for listening we will be back next week again with a fantastic episode thank you Whitney for coming yes. on this thank you lady. thank you for letting us pick your brains about all things cakes and everything and thank you for the <laughs> treats like i am they're dangerous they they will probably
0: be gone today to be honest with you i'm so excited Uh, Um, remember to rate review and subscribe to our podcast we're on apple Podcasts, spotify and wherever you can get podcasts you can find us at head table talk on instagram whitney where can they find you on instagram
2: um it's just at little blackbird bakery on instagram and facebook
1: perfect Awesome. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. Bye. Love you. So this is my honest reaction to the cake pop. Okay. I'm waiting. Holy shit. Yeah? It's literally just like I dipped my finger into the batter
0: and put it in my
1: mouth.